does it look like to fully live on this side of eternity? Liz and I invite you to coffee each week as we find encouragement in God's word, cultivate gratitude in a discontent culture, and embrace the abundant life that Christ came to give. This podcast is for you if you're ready for pop culture chats and deep conversations at the Waffle House. This kind of podcast will hopefully make you laugh, think deeply, and definitely encourage you as you pursue the abundant life in Christ. Friends, we're so glad you're here. Today, instead of sharing a traditional sponsor, we wanted to remind you to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. It was so fun to go into Apple the other day and see a few friends that had shared kind reviews. Um, it would just be such a blessing. We are a non-traditional podcast in so many ways. Um, you know, we don't have a typical schedule. We have a unique format and I know that so many of you have just been enjoying, um, listening that you've shared personally in dms how it's been impacting you and making your days lighter and more full of joy and so if you could share that with your people as well in addition to just the encouragement it's been to our hearts it would help the podcasts reach more and more hearts that need this encouragement as they go about their day so make sure to rate and review on whatever app you're using and we would be so grateful So for today's segments, I'm really excited to ask some of these questions because it's been a while. We kind of, you know, go through some of these questions on a rotation. So I would love to hear, Emily, what have you been highlighting in your recent reads? So for those of you that don't know, the um, clever name that Emily came up with is called Highlight Reel. So what have you been highlighting in a book that you're currently reading? Mm-hmm. So I've been reading Friendship with God by Mark McKinley, and it is published by Crossway. And the, the book's premise is he took a book that John Owen wrote about, I think the title of that one was Communion with God, and created a... Um, created a lot of the same applicable truths in a smaller format because he knew a lot of Christians in this day and age wouldn't be picking up the John Owen heftier title. And I had no idea when I, I did not know that until I started reading it because I just saw Friendship with God by Crossway and was like, this is so much of my heart in what we do it with the shepherd. And so I was really excited to read it for my personal use, my personal walk with the Lord, and also getting to share it because I had not seen it on Goodreads. I had not seen it on Instagram or anything like that. So the book goes through three parts of what our friendship with God the Father looks like, what our friendship with um, Jesus looks like, and our friendship with the Holy Spirit. So... The, the quote that stood out to me the most as I ta- as he was laying out what our friendship with God the Father looks like is how, how the Father is so excited to see us. He used the example of a friend and when you haven't seen that friend in a long time and you walk up to their porch or you see them on the street and just the excitement on their face 
and how we don't really think about our relationship with the Lord and that same with that same level of expectation and how one it is our great delight and we should be that excited but also to remember that Christ himself is excited to see us in this way in our relationship so the quote um that really stood out to me along that line of thinking was why is it that we find ourselves so easily excited about things that will bring us joy only for a moment your favorite team winning a game a new album dropping a night out with friends but we sometimes find ourselves relatively unmoved by our relationship with god the father so that was so so convicting for me because there's always things I'm looking forward to on my calendar when it comes to all those things. A night out Mm -hmm. with friends, when Phil Wickham's album dropped, like everybody knew, but I was counting down the days for that. (laughs) And um, there's just this level of expectation that while all of those things I'm happy to continue looking forward to, to remember that, that Christ is worthy more than all of those other things to be on my heart and on my mind and and my delight should be first in him yeah I I always get so excited when I ask some of these segment questions because I feel like I'm just asking you like Emily what are you using because I want to get that book on my shelf or I want to put that same item in my own cart to get soon. So that, that book sounds really intriguing. And for someone like me, who's like barely dipping my toes into reading the Puritans, I really am always drawn to like the abridged versions. Um, Mm -hmm. because they, I mean, there's so many get get through. Yes. They're like massive books and they're also very heady, very, I mean, they're incredible. Hard to get through. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that sounds Mm -hmm. like an amazing resource. So I can't wait to hear more from you and maybe get it in the future. So it sounds I'm a little over, yeah, I'm a little over halfway through and I would highly recommend it because I think a lot of books, and this is amazing, but a lot of books I read are like so focused on application that honestly I just feel kind of stressed when Mm. I'm reading it because I'm thinking more about that and what I love specifically about this book is while it does move you to action you're focusing more on the character of Christ and then responding to it instead of feeling like oh my gosh, I need to do this and this and this, and now I've taken time to read and I don't have time to do the things that the book is instructing me to do. So that has been really restful in a way. Yeah. And how refreshing, because I think most of what we read, see, consume on a daily basis, it kind of just, not always, but often it reinforces that hustle culture of like oh my goodness my endless to-do list so mm-hmm. that's like countercultural to even just say i'm gonna slow totally. down totally i'm gonna meditate on the word of god i'm gonna abide in jesus mm-hmm. that's what we need so sounds like a great book what the, have you been reading 
Yeah, the book that I wanted to share, I just started this recently, so I'm only a couple chapters in, but it was very fitting, actually, when we decided on doing this series. I had heard of this book beforehand, but then I immediately was like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm going to order it on Amazon today. And it is by an author named Jason Thacker, and his book is called Following Jesus in a Digital Age. And Mm -hmm. I'll read you the quote real quick. It says, while it is right to say we use technology for good or bad purposes each day, it is probably more accurate to say that technology is discipling us each day, forming us and shaping us in a very distinct way. It is altering how we interact with others and how we view ourselves as human. So he gives an example in one of the first chapters where he talks about his morning routine and he mentions that he checks certain social media apps he checks his work email all of these things all of these tasks he does even before the moment where he steps out of his bed and he mentions Mm -hmm. you know i think we can all relate to that struggle that habit and He mentions how, I think what really stood out to me was how he not only talks about the negative implications, but also the positive, the positive impact that technology can have in our lives. But I had just never heard of this explanation of it seemed just really unique in the sense of stating that technology is actually discipling us because Mm -hmm. we've all heard we've all read different articles and blogs and books about you know the pros and cons but i had just never read an author say technology is actually discipling us so who will Mm -hmm. essentially who will be our master who will we serve and submit to and so that just was really eye-opening because i've always kind of viewed like my morning routine as like okay, what are things that I can do to like make me feel good, get me ready for the day? But then I thought, oh my goodness, is technology also impacting and kind of like creeping in and like pushing its way into my morning routine? And so I just felt really convicted thinking about even my morning routine is an opportunity to abide in Christ. And it's an opportunity where I'll either be discipled by the word of God or I'll be Mm. discipled by my phone. And so Mm -hmm. that was just Mm -hmm. really like eye-opening. So I think that was a much needed reminder is just the reality that I have the option, regardless, we're gonna be discipled, we're going to be shaped and formed and influenced by others, but will I be a disciple of the truth or will I be a disciple of technology? So that was just, I think a unique perspective he articulated in a way that I thought was different than what I've read from a lot of people. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, well, I would love to hear, because we've been talking so much about technology and about digital media, we haven't really talked about, like, what actually helps us, what actually benefits us, because, you know, we don't want to just end this series. I don't want anyone, hopefully, I don't want anyone to walk away thinking, like, okay, well, what I have to do is delete everything because it's all bad. 
because it's not inherently evil. And so mm-hmm. I would love to just hear what is like your favorite tool, whether if it's for, you know, scheduling management tool, is it an organizational tool? What helps you, you know, be productive or stay organized? Maybe you have something that yeah. kind of checks all the boxes in all those different areas. Yeah. I have used so many different management systems and I would truly say whether you use Monday or ClickUp or Asana or Slack or you just use email, I this is so true of paper planners too. I think you can truly make any of those systems work so long as you decide to use it every workday. I think when you start using multiple, it's so easy to get lost. So that that's how that's what I would say to start is I use Asana right now, but it's not because I think Asana is the best one out there. It's just like it's free to a certain extent and it and it's fitting yeah. the needs right now. But I've used ClickUp. I've used all these other ones too and they're they do all the same thing with a few differences. And so yeah. Asana is a lifesaver. This is I don't know. This feels a little boring, but the notes app is so great. Like I, I haven't been keeping track of anything for work via my notes app, but I keep Mm -hmm. my, I have a paper planner so that I can see my week as a whole big picture, but then I pare it down to daily to-do lists in my notes app. And that's helpful because I can cross. So I have my, my week planned out tentatively and I can visually see it when I'm at my desk but then if I'm on the go and I finish something or I think of something to add nothing really gets lost because I'm gonna have my phone with me so those are probably my favorite things right now um I love slack for co-working um over, you know, if for people that are remote, remote teams, <laughs> that's what I was trying to find the words for. Yeah. I love Slack for remote teams. And ironically, I'm not using it in the day to day right now, but I used it for over a year and found it to be really helpful. And for some reason, just less stressful than emails. Um, Another thing in the line of talking about working from home today is that I have a different email address for every client or or job that I'm undertaking. And so that helps in so many different ways. Yeah, this is okay. Now I'm just intrigued because my husband, Austin, always teases me about he's never met anyone that has so many Gmail accounts. Yes. How many do you have? Because we might we might have the same number. I have five. Okay. I think I may have beat you. I think I have like seven. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mine doesn't even have a good reason. Well, sort of. I think it started off as like when I sort of got into wedding coordinating for a little bit, I still have that Gmail. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of become yeah. like a junk email where like I'll get random 
emails about like these businesses that I've never heard of that are looking for influencers. And I'm like, it sounds a little spammy, a little sketchy. So I'm like, I should just delete some of these old Gmails, but I have probably way too many, but I do see the value of it though. I agree with you that I have like a personal one, you know, that you need for like medical bills or like just adult things in life. And then you have like your work one. And so that's creative having one for a different client. Um, or like job itself. So, but yeah, I feel like I've accumulated mm-hmm. just way too many at this point and I need to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> need to make some changes in the new year. So, yeah, I feel like it's a little high maintenance, but ultimately when you have so many things on your plate, you have to be a little bit, you know, you kind of have mm-hmm. to say at some point, like it's worth it for my sanity. And if you're contacting me and, and for most mm-hmm. things, People won't need to contact me on two different ones, right? Like, for the most part, someone that's emailing me for this job, like, they aren't also going to be sending me a personal email. And so it's never a situation where I have to tell someone what the differences are. They just know me in that kind of realm. And so, yeah, Yeah. it just, it helps better quality work all around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I won't go into too much depth into this question because I feel like we have very similar answers. Like you, I think you really influenced me into finally checking out Asana because I had heard of it for a long time and Mm -hmm. I was going to get into Notion for a little bit. And I know some of you girlies are Notion girlies, but I felt like the, the lack of structure to make a board, that instantly overwhelmed me. I was like, what? Yeah. should I just, should I buy a template? Because the blank slate, I was just like, I can't do it. I don't know why. It was just like, I needed, I needed structure. So Asana, I like how it's just a digital to-do list, but I do appreciate how there's the option of like, you can make the lists and you can categorize them within projects. So it's somewhat organized. And then I like how there's that component where you can visualize it in different ways. So like you can view it in the calendar form or you can view it as a traditional to-do list or you can view it as like a board. So that really helps me see like, you know, deadlines from start to finish. So I, for a while- I will say, I will say that I forgot to write down Notion but I think it was just because I was thinking through um, what I only use for work. And I I hold everything that I write in Notion. Um, but it's, if I was having to use it for something with deadlines, it would be way too stressful. Yeah. In my opinion. My so case. I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, typically for any, like, writing projects like my own personal stuff i love google drive i never thought mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds so like <laughs> this is so niche like some people are probably like what in the world but i just rave about google all the time i'm like google calendar google drive google docs that's where i'm at with like storage management but anyways i did see mm-hmm. what kind of like really pushed me to finally use Asana was when I saw a meme that said girls notes app be like and then it had like several different examples and it said baby names wedding night wedding planning ideas 
your deepest like darkest secrets and then your grocery list and your to-do list and i was like oh my goodness this is me i have so <laughs> no yes so it was getting a little too cluttered for me i still love it and try to use it for like personal lists but yeah hopefully those fun facts and our just like faves help anyone out there who maybe maybe you're like me and you just recently transitioned into working from home or maybe you've been doing it long term and you kind of just need a change i just love hearing what people are using and what works for them because you know it depends on your personality and your preferences like you know Mm -hmm. we just it really just depends on like who you are the season of life too like there's going to be a time when different you know, I'm so grateful for all the different tools we have because as work projects shift, you know, so will be the things that, that you use to yeah. get there. So, yeah. Well, I'm super excited about this episode because we're just going to be talking about our lives and sharing a little bit more. You've gotten to hear from our heart and you've gotten to hear our thoughts, what we're kind of processing, thinking through where we're at as far as, you know, social media and boundaries, criticism, privacy, all of those things. But we also just wanted to take some time to just share from personal experience, what I like to call as the happies and crappies of working from home. I never thought personally that I would enjoy working from home so far. So we just wanted to share some advice, some tips, but also hopefully some questions that can help you reflect and help you process in whatever season you're in currently. So we just want to start off by sharing, you know, what we do for work and how long we've been working from home. So Emily, will you share a little bit about Mm -hmm. what you do with us? Yeah, so I work full time as a graphic designer and marketing girl, girly, (laughs) marketing girl. (laughs) So I... But I have a few different things of what that looks like in this season. So I have been working from home since July 2021. And just recently in the last few months, I started working part-time at a local crisis pregnancy center. Um, In addition to, to caring for pregnant moms, we also care for um, young families of of multiple ages we have we have free clothes we have free formula we have free diapers we have free therapy and counseling we have uh free parenting classes and so many different ways to just what wherever someone is at, at in their parenting journey and their financial journey um to come alongside them and um but a lot of what we do is with with women in crisis pregnancies. And so I work in the office uh, two days a week for that incredible ministry. And on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm continuing my small business as an independent contractor. So for anyone that's unfamiliar with what that means, basically that means that um, in that sector, I am self-employed and different businesses and ministries hire my services out on either a freelance basis 
or a long-term basis. And so currently I get to serve um, long-term for two other incredible ministries. Um, One that I get to work for is a, a ministry out of Brazil that fights sex trafficking in a myriad of different, different ways. Mm -hmm. And another one is a Bible study company here in the U S that's led by an incredible author and friend of mine. So it's, it's a really, really busy season. Um, but I love all the different ways I get to use creativity and use, and use my degree. Um, I often wondered in graphic design school, like, how the Lord would use such a, like, the art world is very dark in nature, um, and just generally, and so I always wondered what that would look like, and he's just been really kind. I've got to work with, um, a lot of published authors, I've got to be launch team manager, I've got to be an extra staff member, at a church, I've got to work for multiple Bible study companies and and create a lot of resources um, to help people in the faith, to help the lost. Um, like just even thinking about what I'm doing right now, like everywhere from the church girl to the prostitute in Brazil to yeah. the young college girl that's really afraid about what's ahead of her like just all the people I get to serve is really exciting yeah well I'm gonna do it because Emily probably won't but if you need someone to do all these services for you (laughs) check out uh, emilykirk.com I'm not actually sure how you should contact her but she's (laughs) crazy talented so I'm just gonna plug her for you (laughs) if you're listening so that's so fun what I've been doing, so by the time this podcast releases, it will be six mm-hmm. months of working from home for me. So I'm pretty pretty new into it. So it'll be exciting to get to that one year mark. I always just love that, like, oh, that's a cool milestone whenever you get to like a year of something. Absolutely, so, yeah. So I'm learning a lot, even in this shortest short span of time, but... So what I do currently is um, almost, I mean, it's considered full time. It's not traditional 40 hours a week necessarily, um, depending on the week and certain projects and upcoming deadlines. But I get the gift of working for a couple that do ministry and their heart is to really make sure that churches specifically small groups and different ministries within a church and different programming essentially that these groups go from more than just small group small talk kind of icebreaker types of relationships you know that gather on Sundays but it's really about helping equip church leaders volunteers church members how to truly care for one another with this biblical model of understanding your story understanding your struggles but ultimately understanding how god's story impacts our lives and how jesus actually makes a difference in a broken world so i really love their mission i met them through their ministry when i was participating in one of those what they call restore groups and 
week after week, I just remember walking out thinking like, oh my goodness, I feel like I just did like a group counseling session, but like in all the best Mm -hmm. ways. And so Mm -hmm. months later, I had met up with them and I just kind of casually, jokingly, but also seriously had said, you know, if you ever need someone to help you with social media, let me know. And so I'm so grateful that it started off as like a part-time, like just five hours a week kind of thing while I was doing my old job. And then this past spring, it turned into a a full-time role as their communications director. So it's a nonprofit ministry based out of Kentucky, but they travel throughout the U.S. And their heart, again, is to really make sure that churches are actually caring for one another and really getting to know each other in a way that's not just superficial, it's not just on a Sunday morning, but it's about really doing life in community with them, with one another. And so my tasks kind of range from, you know, communication side of things like digital media, you know, newsletters, email marketing and social media and a little bit of graphic design, but then it includes some administrative stuff. And so we just launched a course and we're launching a online cohort very soon in the spring so it's exciting kind of like you mentioned I love getting to have a job that involves a lot of creativity and for me it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean like art kind of specific tasks but even just the creativity of like I've never used a platform all right I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna go watch some YouTube Mm -hmm. tutorials for the day and learn a new skill so that's been like a really fun challenge for me so I've enjoyed it so far. I love it. So what are some routines? I know that you're probably still establishing this in a lot of ways if you've only been working from home for six months. But right now, what's working really well for you? What does a typical day look like? Yeah, what I've been trying to do is basically I've tried to really simplify my morning routine because I've kind of always struggled with being consistent with that and I know you and I have talked about this where like by the time you make your like morning routine ideal dreamy to-do list it could take like three hours (laughs) so it's just like sure not really it's not gonna happen yeah (laughs) no so I've I've tried to just like keep it as simple as possible in order to grow in like actual discipline and consistency. So it kind of, my day just starts off as like, I'm going to make myself a coffee. I'm going to do a little bit of skincare. And then I just end up like, if I have like, um, like my reading, my, my Bible reading plan is like a daily one. And so if I'm a little bit behind, what I'll do is listen to the Bible. And Mm -hmm. so I'll listen to it while getting ready for the day. And I know this can kind of be like a, I don't know, like not hit or miss, but you know, some people would say, oh yeah, like I'm totally on that team. I totally agree with you. And other people are probably like, nope, not at all. I gave that up a long time ago. But for me, something that has worked is I've been trying to, like when I say get ready for me, it looks like actually putting on makeup and very simple, but just like simple makeup, fix my hair just somewhat, and then like change into actual like casual clothes that I would wear similar to like my previous job. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I like never wear leggings, but I just, 
I remember hearing this advice from other friends that have been working from home longer than me. And they mentioned that it just helps them actually feel ready because Mm -hmm. they would try just like, I'm just going to roll out of bed. And then they would just kind of feel like kind of foggy, kind of unmotivated. Um, So that really resonated with me. So that's what I've been doing. So I kind of tend to start anywhere between 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then I try to finish at the latest by like 5. And my routine as far as like the first thing I do for work each day is check Asana, check my email email inbox, and then go from there. So I, I love, I'm excited about hearing people's routines because I think it helps just like dismantle the myths that we have in our mind of what it looks like and for me morning routine is one of those because I do I think I struggle with shame of what my morning routine looks like because of what my dream is (laughs) and because my ideal is so high for what a morning routine looks like but what a work from home morning looks like right now I typically work from around 10 to around 5, so I might start earlier, I might go later, it really depends, but that's kind of my loose, that's when I try to not, I try to, if if I'm scheduling a podcast recording or I'm scheduling a thing with a friend, I try to schedule it first thing in the morning or the last thing of the day because middle of the day things get me sidetracked so quickly so Mm -hmm. my every single day must-haves before I sit down to work is coffee skincare and I will change my clothes so that might not be dressing up but it's not going to be my pajamas um unless I'm sick (laughs) Because I have done that before. But those are my three non-negotiables of, like, I need to feel like, you know, I don't want to feel like a machine. And I've had work seasons where I have felt like that. I want to be a human. I want to take care of myself. So, but because I start a little bit later, um, ideally, I'm also going to have my time with the Lord. I'm going to start chores, start get the laundry going, uh, do the dishes, anything like that. This morning I fit in my workout before I sat down to start work. So, um, that, that shifts and changes, but my coffee, skincare, changing clothes are my non-negotiables because I do have my quiet time at different times throughout the day, uh, depending on the week. But those are, my ideal would be coffee skincare workout and quiet time and writing (laughs) so so that lately has been fitting in the three plus things before before that start time and that has been incredibly helpful it's really simple there's nothing revolutionary about it at all but it has helped me feel more present more like a human, kind of like we talked about during graceful goals. I really made that a point to not sit down at my laptop as soon as I wake up. And I feel like that has helped both my work life and my personal life. So, yeah. Yeah. That kind of made me think about a quote by Shauna Nequest in her book, Present Over Perfect. She was the author that just motivated me to like 
I'm going to go and I'm going to buy a pajama set because there's like a line where she talks about how like she just realized that she was living her life like in leggings and I don't remember the exact way she worded it but the whole point of her sharing that was she was talking about how like she would go to bed in the essentially the same kind of clothes that she would wear while working out and then while working and just that like gives... one habit change like slowed her down and then I remember thinking like I should do that too so it just is helpful because when you put on like when I put on the clothes that I'm gonna wear to go to the gym it makes me feel like I'm ramping up And so if I'm putting on that same, it's amazing how our brains work and the difference between wearing running shorts. I used to, I used to sleep in running shorts. I've also read that in Present Over Perfect. And at that point I was only wearing running shorts to bed. And the difference between now when I put on running shorts versus like the nightgowns or the Mm -hmm. specific pajamas I've bought, like all I have is like three, I probably have three, four pairs of pajamas but I am really strict about when I wear them and I'm never going to be wearing them when I'm at work and so it just helps getting Mm -hmm. quality quality sleep um it's it's so simple (laughs) but it's how our brains are wired so anything we can do to like help us be fully present when it comes to work or when it comes to sleep and relaxation it's so good yeah you're like telling your brain you are now going into the phase of resting. <laughs> Stop it. Yes, Stop working. exactly. Yes. <laughs> so we need it. We need those reminders, you know, or even just like mm-hmm. the muscle memory that like we have to put those habits into practice to for it to become like an actual lifestyle, you know, so. For sure. Well, on that, on that topic, how do you, how have you been navigating the lack of structure? And what I mean by structure is like, For someone who doesn't work from home, a typical day will start with their morning routine, but then maybe packing a lunch, maybe making breakfast, then their commute, however long that drive may be for them, you know, having office time, admin time where they're checking emails, but then they also have in-person meetings. So how do you personally navigate that lack of structure, like not having those typical things where you're leaving your home? And then Mm -hmm. has anything helped you stay motivated or organized during seasons of like feeling stuck or feeling unmotivated? This question was actually Mm -hmm. inspired by someone who reached out in my DMs and said like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm a newbie. I'm a rookie. (laughs) So here's one thing that I've been working through. But what -hmm. do you think? has been working for you because I'm sure other people out there that resonates with them. You know, we're all kind of, we love learning from others and figuring out what works for them that could maybe work for us in those seasons. Yeah. I have a few different things that come to mind. The first is I have anyone that is a coworker muted in my phone. Um, and this is not because I don't love them and don't want to hear from them in any way, shape or form. But I love what I do. (laughs) And at the very same time, I'm a graphic designer. I design emails. And I design social media posts. And I get to work on incredible teams and create products that 
build the church. And all of that is so important and I see the value in it, but it's also not an emergency. Yeah. And that's not the case for everyone's job, but it is the case for mine. And so I have personally muted any any sort of coworker on my phone because that means that when I have all my devices in front of me and I am working for that client and I am at my desk, I will respond when I'm fully present. And if I'm not in a space to be fully present and I'm trying to have a hard conversation with my husband or I'm trying to enjoy a meal out or anything like that, I don't want to be sidetracked from the thing that matters the most in that moment. So that has been something really simple. Um, I mean, in general, we try not to text much anyway, but sometimes it's sometimes you just have to. And so that has been, that has been a helpful tool. Um, and it hasn't, hasn't led to any emergencies, believe it or not. Um, what helps me stay motivated? I, this is trial and error, but I, when I first stayed at home, especially It's very, very strange because the two different parts of my life and my week are so different from each other. But on my work from home days, I think I've taken off the expectation that from that start time and that end time, I'm sitting at my desk the entire day. Um, And this is this is the blessing and this is the curse. But if I'm feeling extremely stuck in a creative project and I'm feeling stressed like this afternoon I was really stressed in where I was in my project and I was like you know what I'm gonna text Liz and see if she can meet earlier because maybe if we record the podcast now I can wrap up afterwards and I think that'll just work better for today even though it's not ideal for every single week and every single recording and so just being able to you know, we can either crush ourselves and try to make our life season normal by the outside world, or we can embrace the weird things in our schedule and yeah. the current life season we are and like live fully in it. And so, um, my husband works a lot of evening shifts. And so there's a season where if we don't, if we don't embrace the fact that we're people that stay up late, we're going to be miserable. And so, all of that to say is if you're feeling stuck, take 15 minutes and rearrange the laundry and wipe down your kitchen counters, make another cup of coffee, do your hair, go for a walk around the block, do something with your hands. Um, Specifically, you know, I just, we spend so much time trying to produce more and I think I have felt like I'm gonna I'm gonna be cheating this project I'm gonna be you know not giving my client my best work or whatever the case may be and 99% of the time if I give myself a boundary of what that brain break is gonna look like it's gonna lead to fresh ideas it's gonna lead to a healthier mental health when I get to the Mm -hmm. end of the day, knowing that I did my best. Um, Those are ways that we have to make commutes for ourselves. Um, I have seen the value of two days a week. I do have a short commute. And by the time I'm home, I'm home. I'm not thinking about what I was stressed about two hours ago. 
And so find the thing that helps you commute. Maybe that's taking a shower every day at five o'clock or every morning, whatever that commute is for you, do the, do the best you can to keep it so that two valuable pieces of your life can both be served well. This isn't because we hate work. This isn't because we, we don't want to give our all. It's because we do want to give our all in both spaces of our life. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like everything that you're sharing, it just, I just keep thinking about books that are like so helpful that I would love to like reread this upcoming year because, you know, we mentioned a little bit of like present over perfect and another book that comes to mind as far as like what we're talking about with like healthy routines and rhythms reminds me of the book called Rhythms of Renewal by Lisa Turkhurst. Um, no, Rebecca Lyons. I'm thinking of another book. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Rebecca mm-hmm. Lyons, her book, Rhythms of Renewal. So sorry. It's really good. Love them both though. Lisa Turkhurst also <laughs> has amazing other stuff, but yeah, Rhythms of Renewal is just so helpful to, like you said, have those different types of ways that we're spending our days. So it's not just Mm -hmm. all work, but it's, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit of work. It's also prioritizing moments of play and like the outdoors. And like, there's so many studies that have been done about how like putting your feet on actual grass, just like standing (laughs) on grass can -hmm. actually like bring health benefits, you know? So getting Mm -hmm. vitamin D, letting, you know, if you live in a sunny place, making sure that you're even if it's cold, like just making sure that you get outside, even for like 15 minutes can be so beneficial to our health. So definitely check out those books if you haven't, because they've been like really instrumental for us. So I think for me, what has helped so far with trying to implement structure into my life, because it's not automatically like given or provided to me, is time blocking. I Mm -hmm. have read a couple other books as well on like productivity. I feel like the show notes this week might be a little long, but hopefully you'll (laughs) check them out because these are such helpful resources. But I read a book a few years ago and I try to make it one of my goals each year is to reread it every January to kind of like give myself a reset. And this book is called Do More Better by Tim Challies and I love how his, the goal of the book in summary is how to prioritize productivity in a biblical kingdom minded way. And so Mm -hmm. he talks a lot about like certain tools that are really practical, but he also addresses like the heart of the issue. And so he has this really fun activity that is called um, the mission statement activity, where you write out basically like a mission statement for every single area of your life and then work from there. So instead of trying to figure out what needs to be fixed, you first figure out like, what are my priorities and my responsibilities? And so with all that being said, I think time blocking has been really helpful because it makes me go from one task to the other and try my best to grow in productivity because it can be so easy to get distracted. And so when I kind of bounce from one task to the other, I never end up like finishing anything. So I think time blocking and other suggestions that he makes in his book have been really influential for me. 
And the other thing, the other resource I wanted to mention is checking out Hustle Sanely podcast by Jess Massey. She has, she actually has her own business where she designs and sells digital products as well as hard copy, you know, like physical paper planners. And she has this motto. She always says routines are tools, not chains. And so she really emphasizes, you know, on the topic of priorities, she talks about how like every day you should just pick three priority tasks because, you know, we'll probably have tasks for every single area of our lives, you know, from like our home and chores on top of that work on top of that, maybe like relationships or like, oh, I want to meet up with, you know, a a Bible study for my church, or I want to get coffee with a friend that I haven't you know, prioritized in a few months and we need to catch up. So I think that has really helped me because I can get so overwhelmed so easily. And then I also tend to sometimes have that struggle of like, okay, all or nothing, very perfectionist, Mm -hmm. like I need to do it all. And the overachieving just gets me nowhere. So I think Mm -hmm. understanding that routines are tools, not chains has been just so helpful for me. So definitely check her Mm. resources out. That's good. So we've talked about so many fun, practical things that has already been really inspiring for me. So I'm excited to collaborate in this way because I think... I I think there's just so many different, um, you know, think about, think about the physical workplace. Think about the water breaks, the bathroom breaks, the, the camaraderie in the office. And I think it's really important to bring in these fun elements and resources because while it is two completely different workplaces, we can bring, bring these things into our work from home lives to live more well-rounded and to remember that I feel like work from home I feel so much more rushed than being Mm. in the office and so it's good to remember and I I think time blocking is such a good example of that is it can really help me actually feel unrushed because okay for the next two hours I'm working on this one project and we're gonna get as far as we can but also, there's only so many hours in a day. So I think if you're feeling yeah. overwhelmed, that's such a great place to start. So we've talked about so many good practical tools. But what is the Lord stirring in your heart in this season of work from home? How How is he growing you? Yeah, I could say so many things. But the one thing I will share is... I feel like this past year has been such a pruning season because I finally got to the place where I realized that work had become my idol and my identity. And so the Lord is really showing me and growing me and really sanctifying me in understanding that work is not my life and my life is not my work. It's just one Mm. part of my day. It's one part of my life, but it is not... The entirety of my existence and I had heard that before but not until I was presented with this opportunity to really pivot and leave my you know I say 10 year long career but I mean technically you know from the time I was living on a college campus getting my education to the time that I 
was part-time staff then full-time staff that was a total of 10 years of my life revolving around an academic calendar and I lived on a college campus all of those years even when I was single to when I was married and working with college students and so I never thought I would leave that career path I really thought like I was going to do it for the rest of my life and it's not really a goodbye. It might be a see you later. You know, maybe one day I'll end up working again with college students in that context. But I really got to the place where I was so burnt out that I, I realized how I just didn't want to live that way anymore. I wanted a slower pace. I wanted to actually have time to rest and prioritize other relationships and really get involved with my church community and feeling like I actually have time to you know write my newsletter and those sorts of things so i think the lord has really been teaching me that my failure or success is not my identity or source of value and so i think that has been the most eye-opening was how tightly i gripped you know held on to control for so long thinking that you know, I would be a nobody if I left that career or who would I be? And so, yeah, I think for me, it's really understanding that my, like I said, work had been my idol and my identity, but work is not my life and my life is not my work. Hmm. I'm so encouraged by that. I, it's wild to me how much either the American dream or even in our church circles, how clinging to titles that are impressive yeah, is so easy to get caught up in. And when you have to mm-hmm. release and pivot, you realize, wow, like <laughs> I was, I clinging to this because I actually wanted to be doing it. And, and that might be true. Both might be true, but, yeah. um, I think I think our value on what we do just in general, even as someone who adores <laughs> what I'm doing in this current season of life, you know, having to pivot and change doesn't mean that there wasn't value in that season. It doesn't mean that you didn't yeah. love it. It just means that seasons change. Yeah. And anyway... <laughs> Um, (laughs) I'm going to just cut it at that. Um, (laughs) That'll be a whole other series. (laughs) (laughs) I would say along the same lines, this is why it hits so tender and why I'm Mm -hmm. so passionate about it is because I would say that the biggest thing that the Lord has been reminding me as I truly look at the Proverbs 31 woman. She's gotten a lot of hate recently and I'm sorry, but it's in scripture. So we can't, we can't just be like, okay, unsubscribe. Um, and the thing that I've been so encouraged by is that my worth is not, is not tied up to hours I can put on an invoice. Mm. Um, I think, I'll often feel guilty if I take the morning off to organize. I Last Friday afternoon, I took the afternoon off and I caught up on things around the, the house that had just 
been neglected for a whole week because my week was so packed with no margin and the fact that I felt guilty for taking care of my own home was just a Mm. reminder to me that like it it's not about the dollar amount and even though even though that doesn't mean I throw everything else to the side, like mm-hmm. I have to bring an eternal perspective into the into the work of my hands when it's not just paid. Um, if I brought the same level of care and intention to work that only Zach and the Lord saw versus the work that is going to be seen by dozens of people or hundreds of people or in some parts of my job, thousands of people. Um, Like the, my space would be a lot more peaceful. And I think, um, yeah, I just think overall that would lead to a lot more peace. Um, I think remembering who I'm serving really helps me specifically at work from home days yeah. on my working and on my working in the office days truly and praise the lord like this is just not hard um because we get our office is open nine to five monday through friday and we have people coming in all the time for diapers and we get to for diapers or any of our other services and um It gives us a connect to look in their eyes in the midst of Mm -hmm. a admin project that we've been working on or this creative like campaign I'm trying to make to reach more people. Like I'll be interrupted by that to go run out and connect with those people face to face. And that is such a gift because it reminds me of what we're working for and who we're serving all the time. And so, but when I'm working from home and I'm sitting in a room by myself, that's a lot harder to realize. And so looking at the people I'm serving and causing to mind, there was one week where I was feeling just like super repetitive and, um, it was a quieter week around the, as far as, um, My coworkers were taking some time off and I felt really discouraged and Zach got home from work and we were chatting about our days and I was like, but you know what, babe, (laughs) I just got paid fill in the blank for designing a Bible study all day and listening to podcasts and like, how cool is the Lord that I've been making Bible studies since I learned how to write and now it can be a part of my job? Like, whatever that is in your life, trying to zoom out every so often so you remember who you're serving and, you know, the reel that was going around this summer that was like, how many dreams did you used to dream that you're living right now? That's truly happening all the time, but dreams give more to-do lists. (laughs) They always do. And so it's important to remember that, like, that doesn't mean that it's not still a dream. It's not still dreamy. It just means that every new thing in our lives is going to eventually lead, like you were talking about, to more and more things on our plate. So yeah, I think my, my biggest encouragement to you, the listener, if you work from home, if you're just listening because you're so f- just interested in a different way of of a career, um... I want to encourage you that you can work wholeheartedly and have limits and those things can coexist. So 
I think it's really easy when you're having to say no to something or you are asked to volunteer for something and you have to say no or seasons change and you're feeling shame over that. The Lord gave you a body that needs sleep, community, food for a reason. And so instead of letting that fill you with shame, get excited about what the Lord is causing you to narrow it down to in this season and and know that limits don't mean that you're bad at your job. It means that you're yep. a human. And so mm-hmm. we can work we can work wholeheartedly onto the Lord and both of those things can be true. Yeah. Uh that's so good. What a heart to heart. I mean I truly feel like I remember when Emily said this like many episodes ago, but You just like briefly mentioned, like, I feel like we're in our healing era. You know, I hope that (laughs) no matter what age you are, as you're listening to this podcast, no matter what stage of life you're in, maybe you're in that boat, you know, where you're like, okay, am I going to pivot and change my career? Am I going to change my job? Do I need to update my resume? You know, like whatever stage you're in, or maybe you're in a season where like, you know, the Lord has called you to stay. And it's sometimes Mm -hmm. harder to be obedient to that call. So we just want to encourage you to remember that, like we already mentioned, you know, that our worth is not tied up with our identity has nothing to do with our invoices, how much we make, what tasks we do. It doesn't matter, you know, like, Everyone experiences mundane moments in their job. So don't, Yeah. let's try not to compare our lives to the, the morning routine reels that we see where sometimes, you know, it just looks so pretty and glamorous with a candle on and, you know, life has hard moments, but life also has really beautiful moments too. So we hope that you're encouraged as we've talked throughout this series about how to be disciples in the digital age is we hope that you walk away knowing that we are equipped and we are encouraged in Christ. It is his spirit who is going to enable us to do the work that he's called us to do, even in moments of defeat or even moments where we just feel stuck and don't know whether to turn right or left next. So We hope that you have enjoyed this series as much as we have. We're grateful that you listened and joined in into these conversations. And we're so excited for what is coming next for Abundantly. So we will chat with you very soon again. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 